Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. This, of course, your Colorado Sports Week in Review. Your Colorado Avalanche went 2-1 and one last week with wins at home versus Chicago and Carolina and a loss in St. Louis. Three games coming up this week, February 15th at Vancouver, Friday, February 17th at Edmonton, and Sunday, February 19th at Winnipeg, a little Canadian tour. The Avs are currently 28-25 and, and in 10th place out west. Your Denver Nuggets went 1-2 and two last week. They currently sit at 16-12 and 12 and in 7th place out west. They had a win in Indiana and home losses to the Rockets and Mavericks. Five games coming up this week, Tuesday the 14th versus Phoenix. Wednesday, February 15th at Dallas. Friday the 17th at Memphis. Sunday the 19th at Oklahoma City. And Monday the 20th versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's your Cardinal Sports Week in Review. Ross Martin, let's start the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. This is episode number 28. 28. 28, that's amazing. Um, today we have a packed house. Uh, I am feeling very honored, yet a little outnumbered, because the entire crew from denverstiffs.com is here. As always, Nate Timmons is here. Everybody on the interwebs, but thanks now, for finding us. Yeah, so my usual slide. You, <laughs> Sorry, you want to keep rolling with it? And then, but we also have Jeff Morton and Andrew Feinstein here. Look at all you guys coming over to the CSG studios to uh, honor us with your knowledge. Thanks for coming. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. It's a lot of stiffs in one room. This yes. is, yeah. I'm getting stiff just thinking about it. Wait, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a family show. It's awful. I forget. Um, anyway, so uh, Nate, what's up with you, man? You you have a story I heard. Yeah, I was uh, I was working out today, Lifetime Fitness. Maybe I shouldn't give the location in case there's stalkers out there. But I'm working out, and next to me, I see none other than Brian Dawkins in the gym. Whoa. His wife's in there with him. She has a personal trainer. Dawkins working out by himself. He has the exact same look on his face that you would expect to see him sporting while he's out there defending the territory. For was the he just Broncos. scowling constantly? Yeah, he was. Just constant grimace? And I was trying to figure out, like, the most opportune time to say hello to him and tell him how much I enjoyed watching him play these past, you know— <laughs> 17 plus seasons and how much you wanted do to see him come back room. no that would have been the worst spot right in the <laughs> locker room try to find him there no but uh he did walk by me and i'm just about to say something i noticed he has headphones in and i completely froze up he had the scowl on his face he walked by and you probably it. it probably been a good time to go up to him I'm, I'm assuming that all of the weights in the gym were on the bar that he was lifting it was that would probably have been a good time you've been like come on dude share some of the weights he's doing some some tricep he's doing a lot of push-ups a lot of push-ups. I noticed, but well, that's awesome. So you saw B Doc. I think I told you before. I saw him going to a Nuggets game, and he was standing in front of me, and I was like, "He's not really that big." He's wearing a, a cutoff today, and I was like, "This dude's huge." Like I'm staying out of his way. I'm a little surprised that he was working out at a Lifetime Fitness. To be honest, it's a nice place. I mean, don't you think he would have a gym in his place? Maybe, but he maybe he's a man of the people. He wants to be out among fellow Coloradans. Maybe Did he look concussed. No, he looked okay. His neck looked pretty good. Isn't that what he was Same. suffering from? Was a serious neck injury? Every time I've seen him, he's been... <laughs> what was that? I, no one can see that. <laughs> no, I apologize. 
He looked uh, <laughs> retarded. <laughs> I gave a look. Gave I a can't look. describe it. So. But he was wearing like the look like a like a cut off shirt sleeve or something on his head. You know, he has that kind of that do rag, but it's a little loose fitting on top. Right. But that was sweet, man. I love Brian Dawkins. He's my favorite NFL player. Well, that's fantastic. But I'm planning on seeing him again, and maybe one day I'll be brave enough. Maybe you'll be best him. friends. I remember when I saw Champ Bailey one time. I said, "Champ." And he ignored me, and I was like, oh, I thought we were going to be best friends. So I'll be, my BFF will be Dawkins, and you, of course, will have Gene Hackman as yours. Gene, one day, one day, Gene Hackman. He's going to be the godfather <laughs> of my kids. He's a Gene Hackman, friends with Jack Del Rio, the Broncos' new D coordinator, if you guys hadn't heard. They're Gene buddy. Hackman is friends with Jack Del Rio? Yeah. Really? They're That's buddies. Just, how is That's, that possible? Gene I, Hackman's like 80 years old. Yeah, he's like 83, <laughs> looks 48. As we've discussed before on this podcast, he's looked the same age since he, he was still doing Lowe's commercials? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably. You know what, though? One of the best. Yeah. One of the, a- absolutely one of the best. The, yeah. French, the French Connection is a fantastic movie. That is good. Now, I'll ask you, too, about this because Timmons hates the movie Hoosiers. Yeah, but Timmons doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, so you <laughs> agree. You that this that is movie? Okay. Not only is and I'm biased because I'm a basketball guy, and, and historically, basketball movies are terrible. You know, you're looking at The Fish that Say yeah. Pittsburgh is terrible. Uh, Blue Chips, terrible. You thought Blue Chips was terrible? Unwatchable. I love that movie. Yeah, unwatchable. unwatchable. Eddie's unwatchable. Uh, like Mike is unwatchable. Yes, that's true. Um, what was the one with the Looney Tunes characters? Space, Michael, Champs. Space, Space Champs. Space Unwatchable. Yeah. They're all unwatchable. But Hoosiers, not only is it a phenomenal basketball movie, it's arguably the greatest sports movie of all time. It is, uh, I think, the greatest sports I'm movie probably, of all time. I'm probably just speaking from a different generation since I'm the only 20-something in this room. <laughs> Are you? That's yeah. a low blow. <laughs> that's true. It's a very low blow. Now, okay. So I got another month to brag about that, by the way. <laughs> another, yeah, oh, true. another month. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. Now you're going to be old. Then yep. you'll like Hoosiers immediately. <laughs> yeah, and then immediately I'll watch Hoosiers be, and love you know, it. You'll be able to identify with the proverb of the movie once you once you turn 30. It becomes that much more. So you know, you know, here, here's how bad basketball movies are. Basketball movies are so bad that the second best basketball movie of all time is probably Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a great movie. Uh, that's how movie. bad. That, that is a fantastic movie. Did you see Hoop Dreams? Well, Hoot Dreams is a great. That's a document. It's a document. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a document. We don't. We don't count those. It is good. Though. I always it's identify good. more with above the rim. That's more of my lifestyle. See, I like that one too. <laughs> yeah. As a, I was a Tupac fan. Actually, I am a Tupac fan still. Yeah. Wasn't he in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He's dead, you know. Supposedly. Yeah, I think he's down in some island somewhere, living the dream. Oh, that's the rumor. <laughs> Speaking of living the dream, Ross, what have you been up to, man? Dude, so I told you a few about a month ago or a few months ago, I went and got a sleep study done. And uh, to be uh, diagnosed with sleep apnea. Yeah. And then finally, on uh, Friday, I get my sleep machine. This, you know what it's, a CPAP is? It's like Does this mean you cannot sleep? Is that why you Yeah, like I can't sleep because, uh, you know, like I lay down on my back and my... You ever try those breathe rights? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like okay. in the back of your throat. Okay. So anyway, I have this mask I wear at night. And this is probably something that... Um, you look at and you're like, what the hell is that? How could anybody possibly sleep with that thing? It's like Top Gun mask. It goes over your face and it pressurizes your, uh, I don't know, upper respiratory area. And I'll tell you, it's the best three nights of sleep I've ever had. Usually at this time of day, I'm wiped out on a Monday evening, but now I'm sleeping like a baby. See, I work in the night business, so if I stop talking right now and just sit here and the three of you yammer on, I will fall asleep. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'll get you, you my mask if you want. It's I the- can sleep anywhere, anytime, any position, doesn't matter. Yeah, well, we... We'll just listen to more of my voice and he'll fall right. <laughs> you should speed rush that and get it for uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, whoops. 
And we'll see you guys <laughs> next week. <laughs> you should put a, a speed rush on that and get it for Valentine's Day. The perfect romantic gift for your Colorado sports wife. Oh, yeah. We don't celebrate Valentine's Day. That's right. Remember? It's because I worked that out. Yeah, no Valentine's Day for Ross. None. Don't, not doing it. Never have, never will. Unreal. Yeah. You guys all. You know what? I agree with you. I, I don't agree with these. Uh, can, I, can I use any language I want on this podcast? I would try to keep it clean. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with these forced holidays. You right. know, I, don't, I don't need Hallmark to tell me when to give flowers to someone that I care about or when to send a card to somebody that I care about. You know, I think that it's uh, – I'll, I'll give you an interesting statistic. Most people are born in October and November because it's nine months after New Year's and Valentine's Day. Because even when couples hate each other's guts, they feel obligated to do, you know what, on those two dates. But, but I don't need anyone to tell me when to show affection. I will show it when I damn well please, and it don't, doesn't have to be on the 14th. I'm with you, man. And the other thing we were talking about is that when you do go out to dinner on Valentine's Day, it's usually a little more expensive, usually a pre-selected menu. And usually not the greatest representation of whatever that restaurant is capable of doing on any other. Well, I will be at my restaurant, which is Jake's Food and Spirits (laughs) tomorrow night, and we have two for one Tuesdays. So any drink you want is two for one. Fantastic. Great Philly cheesesteak there. Yeah. Jake's. Yeah. I've been meaning to head out there. Get over there already. It's taking you so long. You know. Thanks for coming to Stiff's Night Out, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know what's funny is we were talking about Stiff's Night we Out. We only had 200 people there. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And I said it was so fun, and you were like, yeah, you didn't even call me out that I didn't go. I, I lied about it on the show, but whatever. Yeah, I didn't make it. <laughs> Try to give you the benefit of the doubt, maybe you blended in or something. I forgot. I forgot. I'm bad at remembering things. All right, listen. Uh, let's talk about – you have something to talk about the Broncos before we go into Nuggets. Um, so what's up? What happened? I, I did not realize there was anything to talk about regarding the Broncos this week at all. Well, there's not too much big stuff, but I mean, your two favorite players, Britton Colquitt and Matt Prater going to be free agents. Yeah. What, I, what I are you going to do if that. they leave the team? They won't. They'll lock them up. First and foremost. It's not or? the biggest number one. The number one uh, thing that they do after the season is over is they don't go out and lock up the punter and the kicker. You know, that's not their number one priority. You're saying that Colquitt's the MVP of the team. Colquitt is uh, – he was in the running early in the season, <laughs> no as doubt. we had discussed. <laughs> and that's not even a joke. He was. At the beginning of the season, they wouldn't have won any games or even been close in any of those games without Colquitt. But they'll lock him up. I mean, they can't lose him. Yeah. The other big Broncos-related story that's coming out is uh, was Tim Tebow and Katy Perry perhaps an item. Katie Perry said hi to him at, uh, when she was announcing the Offensive Player of the Year or something like that. And then at Tebow the was actually – Grammys? Wait, what? No, there was some award show for the NFL, like awarding the Offensive Player of the Year. And she presented the award, and then she gave a shout-out on the mic to Tebow and said wait, hi wait, to wait, him wait, wait, and wait, waved wait. at him. Did she thank her Lord and Savior, or did she say Well, Tebow, her parents are which... evangelical Christians. Oh, so that's why. Well, they're not an item. And then Tebow was asked about it recently at a charity event for the Boys and Girls Club, and he denied the fact – that he is the second man since Russell Brand. There's one thing that Tito is, it's truthful. Perhaps. <laughs> and, uh, so, well, no. you know, that's true. If, if he denies it, most likely it's true. I, I'm, you got to buy that he's a virgin, though. I was going to ask you that question. Is he or isn't he? You have, I have to because the only a virgin would be like that. Here's my p- position. It doesn't matter what has happened in the past once he speaks it, it becomes the truth. It's true. Like Yahweh himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you from a sports media perspective, the way the Broncos season ended was a dream 
for s- sports radio in this town, sports writers, because they were so, they were so unbelievably miraculous against the Steelers and yet so unbelievably pathetic against the Patriots. It gives them just enough debate to carry these shows for the entire summer. And the Nuggets still don't get a lot of coverage and won't because this will be talked about now endlessly for another year. Yeah, even on the way over, I'm listening to Tebow talk from Alfred Williams. I'm like, hello. And they were talking about Katy Perry or what? No, I just come across that and some other uh, endeavors. Who was that other other girl that – oh, Lindsey Vaughn. Uh, he yes, was uh, skier, kind of attached to her just because she had prayed with him or something. She did a T-Bowing Twitter picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I approve of that more than Katy Perry. Yeah. I'm and, a big Lindsay Vaughn fan. She's a giant. She's, she's an fantastic. absolute giant, and she's yeah, big fan. Yeah. And uh, wait, physically imposing? or Physically imposing like, but sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and T-Bow's a big dude. Mm-hmm. They fit next to each other very well. They could give birth to a beautiful basketball player. <laughs> they would. They could they perhaps can, they play could... one day for our Denver Nuggets. <laughs> they can have pious children. That's right. Yes, yeah, very pious. All right. What's up? Denver Stiffs, guys. Yes. Before we go into Nuggets talk, I know I've heard the story before, um, but uh, maybe some of the listeners haven't quite uh, heard the story. Now, uh, first of all, I want to know how you guys all got hooked up together to do the blog. And then, two, I want to know where the name Denver Stiffs came from. Or at least I think the people want to know. So who wants to explain how the three of you guys are the three uh, minds behind DenverStiffs.com, which in my opinion, I know I make a lot of jokes about never reading it, but I do read it every day, is the best sports blog uh, as far as the writing goes and the way you guys keep up on it. I love it. So uh, it's one of the reasons why Timmons and I here even uh, got connected to do this podcast to begin with. So who wants to tell the story about how the three of you guys – um, started out. Maybe you guys could start from the beginning. Well, it's a three-part story, so we <laughs> might as well just have one person take a segment here. All right, who's part one? I think Andy probably started first before anybody else blogging. Yeah, I was definitely. The, I'd love to say I'm the blogging virgin, but there were actually two Nuggets bloggers before me, but none of the three of us. Um, I'm a. I've, I've been a season ticket holder for a long time. My family's had season tickets, and in addition to me having them for years and years and years, I I share them with other people. So I actually write that check every year. And that's a big check. And my whole mantra as a sports fan, whether it's that you're writing the check and buying the tickets or you're watching them on TV or whatever it is you can afford to do as a fan, um, my whole mantra is I will root for any team as long as they care more about the outcome of the game than I do. Mm. And uh, 2006, 2007, 2007, 2008, you couldn't say that about the Nuggets. No. Um, from, in my opinion, from the coach on down through the players. And in 07-08 in particular, it was really alarmingly bad. Uh, the Nuggets had assembled arguably the most talented team in NBA history. Uh, I'm sorry, Nuggets history, the most talented team in Nuggets history, uh, the most expensive team in Nuggets history. Jeff yep. will tell you that Stan Kroenke doesn't spend any money, and I will tell you that they had the second highest payroll in the NBA that season. He's cheap. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they uh, – and here they were. Not only were they like, forget fighting for a top playoff seat. They were fighting to make the playoffs. And I'm watching every game in person and on TV. And, and at the time, I was actually living in L.A. part-time. And uh, all I'm seeing is a head coach who I love and adore in George Carl sitting there with his arms folded and his legs crossed, collecting a $5 million paycheck for basically having the best front row seat in the house. So I launched a blog um, with the auspices of firing George Carl. I said basically – and if you, wrote, if you read anything I wrote, I said that you know, here is a guy that I admire, I respect – 
Uh, he's a man of wisdom. He's a good, where did he go? What happened? Where is the George Carl that led the Supersonics to the NBA Finals? Where's the George Carl that led the Milwaukee Bucks to the Conference Finals? Where's the George Carl when he came to Denver? He had the best 50-game record ever of a coach taking over a team in midseason at 42-8. and eight. Where did that George Carl go? And if they missed the playoffs, he should be out of here. And fair or not, and in hindsight, I don't think it was fair, but fair or not, it put a lot of focus on the team. It put a lot of focus on George in particular. Your, and your, uh, your blog did? My blog did. And uh, as the season went on, the Nuggets barely made the playoffs with an $84 million payroll and Allen Iverson and Mello and Kmart and Nene and Camby and all these guys. They barely made the playoffs. It got humiliated in the first round. I actually went to all four games. I went to two games in L.A., two games in Denver. The only two guys that gave a crap in that series were Linus Clays and J.R. Smith. Because they were too stupid to know better. Yeah. The rest of the team laid down and died. <laughs> so, but as the season went on, the blog immediately morphed into – I'm sorry if I'm rambling. Too no, much. it's good. No, the blog it. immediately morphed into a Nuggets blog. It was not a fire the coach blog, which is not my intention. And was it firegeorgecarl.com? It was initially, and it, and it was not you – know, but again, it was meant to be – I wrote a lot of nostalgia pieces because I'm, like, I'm a child of the 80s. I grew up with Lever and English and Cooper and Vandeway. So uh, – I wrote a lot of nostalgia pieces. Are you pieces. from Denver? Fifth, fifth generation. My family came to Colorado in 1863. On a covered wagon. On a covered wagon. You literally. got the plates? Literally. I could if I wanted to. <laughs> so uh, so I, I don't want to mention any names specifically, but a number of guys in the sports media here in Denver reached out to me behind the scenes. And they said, Andrew, you're a very talented writer. You have a very good point of view. You're being grossly unfair. George is not doing a good job this season, but to pin it all on him is not fair. You have, a, you have a dysfunctional organization, and you have dysfunctional players. And George is one-third of the problem. And they also said, by the way, you're a very good writer. However, when your site is firethiscoach.com, no one's going to take you seriously. And you need to change the name of your site, or you're never going to have any credibility in this market. And you could have a lot of credibility. And you started that in 2007? Uh, 2008, February 2008. 2008. Let me ask you this. When did you... Purchase the URL, firegeorgecarl.com. Well, I'll tell you what happened. So I wanted to launch it in 06. And a lot of my friends who were Nuggets friends were like, nah, were egging me on to do it. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. At the time, I was a syndicated cartoonist nationally. So I was a national satirist. I had been doing comic strips, and I had been working on sports productions and stuff in L.A. I did not want to even get into this world. And then in 07, they were egging me on, and I'll never forget what happened. <laughs> they lost to an awful Bucks team and an awful Bulls team in 08. And I said, enough's enough already with these bad losses. And I bought the URL on GoDaddy and I launched it like the next day. And it was available. So. You know, it was available. And what happened was, <clears throat> so when I launched it, I got an email from George's lawyer named Brett Adams, who's to this day is a good friend. And that's actually a great story if we have time to tell that part of the story. But, uh, and I, I, you know, I was a professional satirist. I know what the line is between libel and slander. My comic strip was in 300 newspapers. So I, uh, I sent the email to a couple of friends of mine who are lawyers, and they all said the same thing, which was put his, lawyer, his, put his lawyer's web email on your website, which was threatening to sue me. And I did. And overnight, it got picked up by the New York Times, ESPN, <laughs> Deadspin, Denver Post, you name it. And, my, and, that, and that brought all this exposure to me, which brought these Denver sports media people who knew my comic strip out of the woodwork to support me and say, Andrew, you're better than this. And they're right, and I am better than this. And I will reiterate the apology I gave to George in person. I should never have made it about George. George was one-third of the problem. And so I wrote a whole series on, like, the organization and the players, and I renamed the site Denver Stiffs, which was an homage to Doug Moe 
and the and the golden era of the '80s. Doug Moe would call everyone a stiff as a term of endearment, but stiff had stiffs had a really nice kind of ring to it because it allowed me to be critical of anybody, but in a tongue-in-cheek way. And at the end of the day, it, that's the way it should be. You know, I mean, these guys have lives, they have personal lives, they have investments, they have charities, they mean something to a lot of people. And George is a very good guy. And to pick on these guys, and, and it's okay to pick on them. You know, we're taxpayers. We buy tickets, we buy NBA packages, we buy jerseys, we buy memorabilia. Stadiums. We, we pay, for, yeah. <laughs> we're taxpayers, and that gives us the right to be critical, but doesn't give us the right to be mean, mean-spirited about it. So uh, I think stiffs to me is a term of endearment, and uh, I'll just get to the real quick part of the story, and that is basically Denver stiffs quadrupled in audience exposure. And uh, SB Nation uh, actually reached out to me at a sports bloggers conference. Uh, we had met, and uh, I know I was familiar with Nate's work. Nate had taken over a blog called uh, Pickaxe and Roll. Yep. And Nate was doing a great job with it. And what was happening was a lot of these NBA blogs were kind of joining forces uh, where they would take two blogs and combine them into one because it is too much work for one person. Nate carried a blog all by himself for a year or two. Yeah. I carried this blog all by myself for two years. And so I met the powers that be of SB Nation at a blogger conference. I said, Andy, why are you fighting us? You should join us. And I agreed. And Nate and I went out to drinks together, and we just totally hit it off. And we just, I said, the only thing I ask for, he can write more than I can write. I don't really care. All I ask for is it's called Denver Stiffs. That's all I care about. So, Timmons, you – okay. So you started Pickaxe and Roll around the same time? I started that, and uh, I took over for a guy from SB Nation. He left and went to a uh, ESPN True Hooper Network site. Uh, I took over in January 2009 writing Pickaxe and Roll. Uh, the blog was basically dead, I think, for a month or two months. It didn't have anybody writing for it, so the audience was basically zero. And then I built that back up. Uh, I was definitely familiar with uh, with Andrew's work. First, I heard him, I, th- I believe, on sports radio in Denver from the firegeorgecarl.com fire stuff. And then, you know, continued reading his stuff and a few other people. And I was, you know, I'm from a journalism background, so I've always been into uh, into writing Nuggets were, you know, by far my favorite basketball team growing up. I was not as early as Alex English and Fat Lever, but I was more Robert Pack, yeah. uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, Matumbo. Um, and, yeah, like Andy said, you know, it was, it was so much work doing it on your own. I mean, you have 82 games plus playoffs, and it's like you have no life, you know, and that's all you're doing. And it was definitely a good way. Like when we met, it was, you know, we have kind of the same philosophy about uh, – a lot of stuff with our writing and what we think the sh- site should be. And we did combine forces and we brought together two huge audiences. A lot of his readers, a lot more uh, extreme fans probably than, than what I had at the time. But uh, they've, you know, since then, everybody's kind of gotten along and there's, you know, definitely extremes this way or that. But it's worked out very well. Fantastic. So, and like I said, I didn't come up with the name Pickaxe and Roll, so I was more than happy to take on Denver Stiffs, which was, I thought, a great name and something that was already somewhat established in the community. And Pickaxe and Roll was on SB Nation. Yeah. And then, okay, so then you guys teamed up and then moved Pick or the SB Nation affiliation over to Denver Stiffs. Yeah, Denver Stiffs became <clears throat> the Nuggets blog for SB Nation. We joined forces as co-proprietors. And then what happened was, is as this blog has grown and grown and grown, it was too much work for the two of us. It used to be too much work for one of us. Now yeah. it's too much work for two of us. So Nate and I decided, and, and again, a lot of these blogs, some of these blogs have eight writers or five writers or whatever. Nate and I said, you know, we need a third writer. We need a third person to help, you know, handle the load. And so we had a couple ideas of, well, what, what do you want for a third writer? And I said, well, we need someone who, first of all, has the time to do it. Uh, second of all, has to have a very unique point of view. 
and isn't afraid to speak his mind. And I said, and frankly, third, I'd love to bring somebody on that never agrees with me. <laughs> and we happen to have this one <laughs> loyal reader named J Page Seventy Eight, which I'm assuming is the year, which I'm assuming is the year you were born. But that's the year I was born. <laughs> and he would blast me no matter what I wrote. That's I could true. say, you know what, the sun was up today, and he would say, Andrew, you're dead wrong. The sun never came up today. And no matter what I wrote, he never agreed with me. But he did it in a very sarcastic, condescending, and well-articulated manner. And he was always on every single post. Remember, Nate? Yeah, every- he was on everything. And we kind of yeah. tried to think of you know, what, what guy do we want. And he kind of had Jeff in mind. And I also kind of had Jeff in mind just because he was so active. But also what he posted was, yeah, different than what Andrew thought, different from what I thought. And he always went into pretty long posts, too, where it was like, man, this guy knows what he's talking about. So that was... Well, I had start. I, I remember I was a commenter on his site, uh, Andy, Andy's site, and I was also a commenter on Pickaxe and Roll, okay? And, but I hadn't really thought of writing as a career, even though I'd done it. Um, I did editing for a, uh, the V8 Van Halen news desk. <laughs> They had asked me to edit their stuff, and I, I think still do it again. When you were on the first time you came over here, were you wearing a Van Halen T-shirt? I probably yeah, yes, I, I was. So. <laughs> and they got back together. He's, yeah, they just released an album. Stoked, and, and I had to write a review for that. So that's you another did? story. All right, we'll get to that later. Um, but I did that, and I I came on board. And one of the things that it's easier when you're a commenter because you don't have to think about necessarily who you're hurting. You know, you don't have to mind your P's and Q's. You can just say what you want, and then the mods take care of it. No, Is that because you're, you're not accountable? Because you're you're less anonymous. Accountable. You're less accountable. And he also didn't have his name I'm not out accountable, there, like, Alex. <laughs> um, like the big, the big thing we asked him to do as well was not write as J Page, was to come on and write as Jeff Morton. So I mean, that kind of that puts was my you homage out there. to Jimmy ah. Page. And I, I, I had, I had got that, and I, and all that. And I met Andy. Um, Nate was living in Wyoming at the time. Yes. Yeah. And you came to my office. I came to your office yeah. in September of 2010. And uh, it was right as the, it was the height of the mellow stuff. And, and you and I could not have been an opposite, more opposite. Yeah, we were. And well, it's the interesting thing with me, though, is that I, my real job is as an agent. I, I, I work as, you know, that's my primary job. And I know a lot of agents who represent players. So I would get this information from people, and I would get the agent side of the things. And Andy was exposed to probably more the the coaches, the rest of those people, and I was kind of clashing in that way, which we did again over the summer with the lockout. And uh, I I had thought that so I had all this information I couldn't do anything, and I still can't do anything with it. But I had that perspective, and then when I came on, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna bang this out here. So I did this column, right? I'm like, was, we're talking about Mark Warkentine, I think, or something like that. Or I, I forget who it was, but it was my first column. So I'm just doing this. And then Andy calls me right after I save it. And he's like, you can't, pr- you can't print any of this. <laughs> <laughs> you have to change this. You have to change this. And I was like, oh, my God, really? And it's like, yeah, you can't say any of this. We've been sued. I'm like, okay. The problem is that – and I don't mean to cut you off, but Nate, Nate, will, Nate will agree with me on this. You know, Nate and I have journalism backgrounds, and you do too, Jeff. Jeff's yeah. father actually worked in, in media for years. And uh, regard, It's fun to be bloggers, and we are bloggers, and I love the word bloggers, which makes us less accountable than a true journalist. That being said, there are still – 
journalism credos with which we have to live by. Yeah. Yep. And we're, it, well, it's it's more than more than just a kind of a journalistic thing. I mean, we want to be better than the, your average blogger out there who will just print random crap about someone, and it'll end up spreading like wildfire. And it's it's not true. I mean, just because some idiot says something on the internet doesn't make it true. So you aspire to a standard, and people will take you more seriously. And I, that's what I wanted to do. And and one of my first columns uh, was about Derek Favors. In that trade that was supposed to happen, mm-hmm. and um, how I didn't like it, and that perspective right there. And as soon as I, the day after that, read a Mark Kisla column that was suspiciously close to it, I'm like, oh. I've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and we do like to say too. I don't know who gets more hate mail, either Andrew or Jeff, but it's, it's definitely not me. But <laughs> no. the nice guy. Well, well the, they offer their opinion a lot more than I do. I, I got stuff, Nate's so. kind of like I could see it this way. I could see it that way. I'm like it's this. Although I'm getting softer in my old age. <laughs> I, I apparently am not because I still get a little hate mail. Yeah, the city of uh, Oklahoma City, not a big fan of Jeff. Moore. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and I thought that was mild. I thought what I wrote was fairly mild. I wasn't really. I mean, I didn't. What'd I you write? It, well, I was talking about. It was the, I was covering Game Two of the, the playoffs last year, the 2011. NBA playoffs first round, Nuggets and the Thunder, and I, I don't remember exactly what I wrote. You compared Kevin Durant to to Reggie Miller, which yeah. is oh my god! Like, don't do that. <laughs> I thought you called out their entire fan base for being toothless rednecks. No, did, I, I think you did that, that as well, a little bit. I think <laughs> I, I didn't say you wrote that exactly, but you wrote around. I said something about them eating I, pork gravy or something like that. But <laughs> I may have edited around that a little bit. <laughs> Look, Jeff, they have a manufactured <laughs> river. In Oklahoma but, City that they can show on TNT. I mean, they have the culture there. That's what's, They have Boone Pickens, for Christ's sake. Boone sakes. Pickens, that's right. Well, and, and, and essentially what happened was I published this. I wake up. No, not, not even that. It was a preview. And I go away and I do my you know, regular work. I come back and suddenly I my mailbox on my other email account is just slammed with people from Oklahoma you know, one person saying, you better not be coming to Oklahoma anytime soon. Did I tell you what? And I'm like, well, first of all, I would never go there. But second of all, wow. And it was like bad. And I, someone had told me on the site that Kevin Durant had mentioned the column because Royce Young had retweeted it. Royce Young is the uh, – um, Writes for Daily Thunder, which is their main blog, and he also writes for CBSSports.com. And uh, he had retweeted it, and Kevin Durant had picked up on it, and he called me salty. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and so I, right after that, I, I, I saw that, and I went uh, – I retweeted uh, Kevin Durant, and I said, thank you, Kevin, for giving me some free publicity. <laughs> and he took his tweet down, like, like right after that. Really? Yeah, but it was, it was amazing. It was like a weird canceled, He canceled his Twitter account, or he just took the deleted. No, he deleted the tweet. Now, the ah. best ever is when Carmelo retweeted my open letter to Carmelo, oh. thinking it was nice <laughs> to all of his followers. Yeah, it's even. <laughs> and then I think somebody read it and it was, uh, Carmelo. That's not exactly what we wanted. No. To be. <laughs> no, take retweeting, that. basically telling him to get out of town or something. No, well, it was yeah. a very, it was typical, very sarcastic. Yeah. But hey, look, you know, all he cares about winning, obviously. That's true. Yeah. He's a bona fide winner. So yeah, that's kind of how we all came together. You know, oh, you got uh, three different point of views and uh, three different knuckleheads writing about yeah. it. So. Well, you guys are doing a great job. And uh, I say that as a, uh, a fan of the blog. 
and have been for a long time. So, shall we talk about Denver Nuggets' current history as opposed to ancient Denver Stiffs' history? Yes. Uh, I'm, are you guys uh, dismayed over what's happened over the past couple of weeks? Or is this just something that people should just relax about? What do you think? I kind of want to ask, I'll just ask uh, you two guys, Jeff and Andrew, what's your guys' biggest concern with the team now that you've seen them over about 30 games? You want me to go first for the thing? Go first. Okay. Um, and now with uh, Colorado Sports Guys point counterpoint yeah, segment. Well, counter- <laughs> <laughs> I, just didn't. I, I, I don't have a lot of concerns. I think it's a good team. I don't think they're a great team. Um, I don't. I don't. I, their ceiling is years down the road. So in essence, this is a learning year for everyone, including the coaching staff, unfortunately. But. You know, uh, the biggest weakness the Nuggets have right now is obviously, well, primarily the injuries. But secondly is there just seems to be no real offense once you slow them down, which is going to happen anyway. Which will have to happen if they want to get anywhere in the playoffs. Yeah, and they have to happen. They just can't go past it. I mean, Ty Lawson, when they stack the lane, rather than going in and drawing contact, you just – won't drive. So he just stays out. And when we lost Gallinari, the person who was able to get in there, penetrate, get into the lane and just, you know, it, hey, it may be a flop, but at least he's drawing contact and getting fouls. <laughs> uh, he, he's the one. And once that went down, it's like the Nuggets offense evaporated. And that's been their problem. I never thought. And then what that happened is once the offense started getting bad, the defense started sucking. And that, uh, uh, Golden State game was the dregs. That was just so difficult to watch. Um, and that's one of those games I just couldn't, like, point out and say, well, you can blame, like, either the coaching staff or you can blame this player here. That's where everyone sucked. Um, but uh, I've had minor quibbles. I mean, some of the end-of-game lineups have been perplexing. Some of the shots have been off. And that was before all the injuries. But I think once they get their players back, so what, still what I'm hearing is that your biggest concern is the offense and the defense and the coaching and the players. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alex. <laughs> well, see, I, I actually agree with, I agree with my esteemed colleague for once. Uh, I think that this team is atrocious in a half-court game. Yeah. Uh, and this team, this team was built to basically run opposing teams out of the building. And what's alarming for me is that the Nuggets – I wrote about this last night in my Golden Nuggets piece – they are seven and seven at home. When was the last time the Nuggets were seven and seven at home? And, and of all the, t- they have the second best road record in the Western Conference. The Nuggets, they're nine and zero against Eastern Conference teams. They're nine and five on the road, which is a very good road record. But they're seven and seven at home, which doesn't make any sense. And of all the seasons for the Nuggets to have one of the worst home records in the Western Conference, this should not be it. No. And, and it's just it's, it's alarming. And, and I think that. Say what you want about Carmelo and Chauncey Billups, but they could go two ways. They could play that speed game, and they could play a half-court game. Half court, yeah. We have nobody that can play a half-court game, maybe Nene. Yeah. But nobody can play a half-court game, and nobody can make a shot. Uh, it's exacerbating. I think the injuries are a legitimate excuse. They are a legitimate excuse. But at the end of the day, we should be winning home games. I mean, Nene was in that Warriors game. I was at that Warriors game. We had yeah, our full complement of players other than Gallo and Mozgov. Yeah. We should be able to beat the Warriors in a yeah. game like that. So – 
It's, uh, it's perplexing. I don't, and I don't know what it is. I just don't know what it no, is. No, I, I don't. And it, it, you look at this thing and you think these guys should be better than they are, even with. But I got to tell you, Gallinari probably means that much to the team. Now, when you really break it down, he was, is their best all-around player. I mean, he could do a little bit everything good. And I think once that's basically acts as the glue. And once the glue leaves, I mean, you've got all these disparate parts, and they're not fitting together. Now, the game against Indiana was like the earlier games of this season, where they, you know, kind of like the East Coast swing they had, where they went five and zero. They were able to. I mean, Indiana's a good team, and Indiana's completely healthy, except for uh, Jeff Foster being out. So they were able to go in there and beat a healthy. Albeit a little tired, uh, Pacers team with shorthanded with no Mozgov and no uh, Gallinari and with Corey Brewer back. So, you know, the, the, you get the contradiction there. But I got to tell you, it's still until Gallinari gets back, they're still going to struggle with that creation. On and that's offense. one of the scariest things about the team is that early in the season, everybody was conversing and wondering about who was going to. Uh, emerge as the leader of this team Mm -hmm. and we thought that that would be evident in whenever that player did do that but now what has happened is kind of what's second best to that is that we found out who the leader of this team not by his presence but by his absence and that's in Danilo Gallinari and it's like well I mean if he's really the glue that holds the team together that's not that great, you know, for the future prospects of the Nuggets, considering he's not even – he's not like he was averaging 20 points a game before he got not, hurt. Not only that, not only that. Gallo averages 17 points a game, but here's the thing. Say what you want about Carmelo, and I'm no, I'm no Carmelo defender, and I'm, the trade was a phenomenal trade. It will go down in history like the Kiki Vandeweghe trade is a great one-for-three, one-for-four type yeah. trade. But give Carmelo Anthony this, except for this season he's a little wonky – he gave you 25 points every night. He didn't average 25 points. So he gave you 25 points every night. Gallo averages 17 points a game, but he doesn't give you 17 points every night. Yeah. He's as apt to go one for eight as he is to go for 30. Streaky. And that's, yeah. that is tough, to, per your point. To be, if that's your glue, that's tough. Yeah. He does he's do a good job, though, of defending. I mean, I, I think every night Carmelo might get you 25, but he's going to give up 20. <laughs> True. You know, Gallinari's, I think, played pretty phenomenal defense. But Well, he's good. Def- he's, a, he's a good defender, and he – but he does – like I said, he does everything well. It just does everything just well, which you don't have any other player, including if they get Wilson Chandler back. You still don't have every player who does everything well, you know. And when you have an all-around player like that who really was the linchpin of your your – the dynamic of both your offense and your defense, it's hard to lose that sort of thing and still, you know, keep that sort of, you know, dynamism. So but to the Nuggets credit from a management perspective, I still agree with the overall strategy, which was let's see what we've got this year. This is a good year to see what we've got. We've got 66 games. It's almost an asterisk season. Let's just see what we've got. Let's see if Gallinari is that guy. Let's see if Lawson is that guy. Let's see if Aflalo can be that guy. Let's see what we've got. The only free agent that would have been nice to have signed would have been Marcus Gasol, and he was untouchable. So we didn't miss out on anybody. I like the plan. As a cynic, as a fifth-generation Denverite, I don't foresee us ever winning an NBA championship. That has more to do with the structure of the NBA and us being in Denver than it has to do with Masai Ujiri or Josh Kroenke's desire and willingness to do whatever it takes to win a championship, which I think is there. I just think there are structural things that disable the Nuggets as a franchise uh, from ever competing uh, for an NBA championship. So knowing that, and I hate to sound so cynical, you know, I, I want an entertaining team 
that plays the right way and can go as far as the playoffs as possible, and maybe an injury or two on another team breaks a certain way for us. But um, I never had I, – I, I picked us to be sixth before the season started. I never thought we'd be third, but they tease us with this team that could be the second or third seed, and now everyone's griping about it. But <laughs> before the season started, I think six was fine. I actually thought they would be probably about four or five. But – I suppose because I didn't think the Spurs would be any good this year, and of course and I told you they'd still be. Good yeah, and they, they'd still once again they're proving me wrong. But <laughs> compare the Spurs to like Michael Myers, they just won't die. They, they won't, know? and it's it's very disconcerting. But you know, Nate, where'd you have the Nuggets before the season started? I don't remember. I don't know. I think I had them pretty high. I might have had them at three or four. I don't know. But I mean, I'm always. Well, I know. thought they would be better with the depth, but you know, it's. <laughs> Depth is I think what's been frustrating it. for Nuggets fans, and I don't, Nate, Jeff, I don't know if you agree or not. I think what's been frustrating for Nuggets fans is we know how to win games with this team. And it's basically, you know, remember our field goal percentage was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's basically get run, 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 get to the paint, enough with the jump shots. We're just not going to win with jump shots. And I guess that's a fatigue thing. And they've, the schedule's been so tough that they, instead of taking it to the rack, and instead of relying on that, that uh, lane penetration, they've basically settled for jump shots. It's a protection thing. I mean, once you start getting, once you start getting really fatigued, it's a natural thing to just start stopping and shooting, you know, relying on that, okay, I can get it from 20 feet away so I don't have to make that extra effort to get to And the fatigue is certainly there because the fatigue on, on, on two other fronts, free throws, Disaster lately, oh, yeah. and end of game execution, oh, well, and that's directly related to fatigue. But if any team should have been set up to handle a, uh, a season like this, it would be the young team the Nuggets have. So it should have been us. But I do remember—I don't remember who wrote this—but somebody wrote one of the guys who I really respect. It was like an Adonde or maybe a Simmons or one of those guys. They said, "Just watch when push comes to shove and the season goes on. The Mavericks, the Spurs, the Lakers—they will be fine." They will figure it out, and they're figuring it out. They are figuring it out right before our eyes. Those guys are winning games. Now. I'm still not sure about the Lakers. All they really have to do is get into the playoffs. Those old veteran teams, once they make the postseason, it's right. like they know how to win in the playoffs. Again, so that's, that's the thing. You, know, the you spend a lot of effort them. with especially the young teams, and that's one, one thing that happens. Is that's why they always go to the playoffs and fail, is that they spend so much effort getting to the playoffs, it stops being coming about the playoffs and becomes the push to the playoffs, you know? And I think that it, as long as the Nuggets are in that position, that's they're they're just going to be a they're going to get into the playoffs. They're just not going to go anywhere, you know? unless they're a four seed. They okay. have to be a four. unless they're four. They but, have to be a four. But listen, they got a four. They got a seven and seven home record. So who's to know ooh, that that, that would make any difference? It's amazing. This year. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they're seven and seven at home. I can't. Yeah, and of course, a top four seed would mean they'd have home court advantage in a seven game series, right? Which is always key, but. Well, good, good stuff, guys. DenverStiffs.com. Any uh, final thoughts on the team before we go into our blogger challenge? Oh, where, no. of course, <laughs> I uh, pit the three of you so-called experts against each other. Oh, final thought to Nate. Final comments? I, I still don't see Wilson Chandler as being that great of an addition. I just don't. Yeah, I'm excited. If, if they can get him back, I think his team's probably going to make the playoffs, but they could you know, add a, a late-season acquisition instead of if they don't make a trade at the deadline. They could end up uh, with Wilson Chandler back here about mid-March to late March, and I think he's going to be a great addition. To I him. like Wilson Chandler. I know Jeff thought that he was, and he was. He was a complete flame out in the playoffs. But I Love like it. Wilson Chandler. What do you do with him? You start him? You have him come. You know off the what? Bench? If a follow keeps playing like this, you bet I start him. Enough already. Yeah. You know, he showed he up soft. Too? He showed up soft. He got his contract. Enough already. You bet. So we can do a five ten point guard, and the rest of the lineup goes six eight or better. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. That'd be crazy. But you, you know that George will eventually play a bunch of 6 4 players. <laughs> 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 All right, good stuff. So let's take a 30 second break and uh, come back with the quiz. And uh, it's fun because we got some prizes. And we've got some uh, some decisions to make when we come back for you three guys because you're going to be playing for I guess one of uh, our listeners or one of your readers. Yeah. So you're going to be playing on behalf of one of those people. So nice. we'll take a quick break and uh, come back. Okay, so we uh, have uh, a special prize to give out today, and uh, this is uh, the brainchild of you, Nate, right? You and your uh, you and your buddy. Yeah, myself and uh, one Rory Roth. What is yeah Rory Roth pre- prior uh, guest on the podcast? What is the Mozgov Militia? Mozgov Militia is a group of people that support the young twenty-five-year-old Denver Nuggets center. Timothy Mozgov, or Fame. Timothy Mozgov, I should say. Fantastic. Timo, Timo, Fey. Timo, Fey. Timo, Fey. Timo Fey. Timo Fey. I will tell you this about Mozgov. I'm six. I'm almost six six. Only guy I've ever met, and he he's a talker. Hurts my neck. Hurt my neck after talking to him. That's how big he is. I'm not kidding. He is because most of these guys, I'm like, I oh, they're not that big. Mozgov is legit seven one. Yeah, he walked by Nate and I when we went to uh, that. What was that? The, the Raptors game. When yeah. We were sitting with Vicky and the, and Russell. It's like, jeez, oh, he is big. We had, like a, we had like a four foot head start from standing a couple stairs uh, stairs up, uh, and he's I love Moz. I love Moz, and you can see why. Give Masai and Josh credit; they held out for Moz in that trade, and that was a they, they, they're huge, huge plus. Well, so it sounds like uh, the four of us are members of the Mozgov militia here. Hell yeah! Now, I know. I'm a, uh, Jeff, Jeff's on the I, I, I like I like him, but not as much as uh, Nate. <laughs> okay, uh, so not a, not not I, on the militia. I, I, I'm more of a I, I was more of a Kufus fan, but oh my god! Uh, okay, but yeah, now, it's like, now it's kind of like now it's kind of like you know I'll, I basically it's Gallinari and nothing for me on the team now. So, <laughs> all right, well, uh... so what I did, I, I asked uh, some of our listeners to uh, to write in if they wanted a chance to be uh, to win a Mozgov Militia T-shirt, and we're going to give them an opportunity. The three of us are going to choose a listener to represent. You will play for that listener, and uh, whichever one of us wins this contest, that person will get a Mozgov Melissa T-shirt. And I want to describe this T-shirt, um, and we'll put a picture of, uh, of it up on ColoradoSportsGuys.com, of course. But this is uh, very cool. It has uh, looks like uh, the Russian flag's hammer and sickle, yet the hammer has been replaced with the Nuggets' pickaxe. And it's very cool design. Looks awesome. It's Nuggets baby blue. Um, so uh, you're going to want to wear this it, shirt. Did did Rory design that one, or did you design it? Yes, Rory had a, a heavy-handed design in it. I had all uh, approval in the, in the final job. design. That's very, that's very nice. <laughs> yes, very good job. And this this shirt is badass, so uh, you're going to want this. And there's not like a ton of these things. I mean, you know, this is going to be for a very select few people to actually get one of these shirts. So, uh, all right. So, who are the listeners that have, uh, or the readers that have wanted to tweet in and? Uh, Okay, so crack I'll, this. I'll read the description. I'll read what they tweeted. If you guys want to represent that person, just raise your hand or let me know. Shout it out if you want to represent them. So we'll get it going here. We got uh, Todd. It says, as a huge Nuggets fan on the East Coast, I would love a Mozgov Militia shirt to rub in all my Nick fan 
friends' faces. Love it. Love that comment. Yeah. I'll take Todd. You'll take Todd? Okay. All right. We got that one out of the way. Okay. And we have Marcus Privet. Wait, wait. Did he tweet that? Yes. What's his uh, Twitter handle? It is. I'll agree to you later. It's uh, (laughs) it's a tough one. What to do DD thinks. That's it? Okay, good. It's a strange one. All right, and then we have we have a Marcus Privet. That's just at Marcus Privet, P-R-I-V-I-T-T. He wrote in and said, yo, 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 got a friend who's a big Nuggets fan, would love the Mozgov Militia t-shirt, doing this for him. Can't wait. You, uh, Sounds like Jeff. I don't know. I, the yo, yo, yo threw me off there. I, I it's not know. a Van Halen lyric. So it's, it's No, it's not. It's not hot for teacher. <laughs> Then we have a we have yo, a yo yo was not appreciated, Marcus. <laughs> Better luck next time. And then we have a we have a Dan Ikovich. He says, "Want to join the coalition and wear the shirt proudly? Give me one, Mozgov militia." I'll I'll do that one. Yeah, that sounds that's that's a guy. Todd's my man because I go on this uh, video podcast every now and then in New York, and I love rubbing that trade in their faces. <laughs> oh, there we go. Todd, you're the man. So who am I? Who am I? You have Dan Ivkovich. Ivkovich? It sounds it. Russian. Yeah. That does sound Russian. <laughs> okay, and then uh, I guess I, I, took took the I took two years of Russian in junior high school. <laughs> no, I just got to pick one junior myself, high. I guess, here. Junior high. Wow, private school? No, Oberon Junior High School in uh, Arvada. Wow. <laughs> All impressive. right, we also have a, we have a Matt Spicard. He just uh, gave us the, the hashtag Mozgov Militia. We have a Miriam Van de Bemt. She said, uh, would make my boyfriend really happy for Valentine's Day with a Mozgov Militia t-shirt. Big fan from the Netherlands. Netherlands. Wow. Yeah, I'll do that one, Jess, and Nate can pay for the shipping. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a, a learned hand. He writes out, hook it up with a Mozgov Militia t-shirt. We have a Brian Thorpe with a Timo better than Tebow Mozgov Militia. That's just going to the lowest. At quarterback? Yeah. We have a Thomas Hislop. Yes, yes, and yes. I want a Moz Militia t shirt. Do you have, do you give out to fans that are stationed in California? Stationed. Stationed. Military guy? Might be a military guy. Gotta pick him, right? What's he doing tweeting? Yeah, right? You should be watching the country. We have a Joseph Trimbley. I'm actually a Lawson lieutenant, but a Mozgov Militia shirt would be nice. Oh, look at that guy. Making up his own stuff. Yeah, you need someone who believes it. CCH writes out, Mozgov Crush. We have a David Altina who writes, although I'm a brigader in the Birdman Battalion, I'd like a Mozgov militia shirt. Two guys making up their own stuff. Why don't you guys make your own shirts? <laughs> we got Jamie Dopp working in the trenches. Mozgov militia. Did, didn't I already sign up for one? Yeah, you did. Okay. We're waiting for We're Nate's waiting for one. And we have Daniel Jeff Goldstein has Dan as well. Andrew has Todd. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go worldwide. I'm going to play for... Miriam out in the Netherlands. Miriam. Miriam. Fantastic. God. Okay. All right. So. I promise I will not let you down. <laughs> As usual, the <laughs> quiz will be uh, proctored by me, Ross Martin. I had final approval on all questions. <laughs> and, uh, as usual. Really? So Nate knows all the questions? He does not know no, any of the questions. I didn't see him. And as usual, I am uh, only half prepared. So it's going to be a three-round quiz, Okay. The first round is going to be um, a list, right? I'm going to name a topic or a, a thing, and you're going to have to name, alternatively, each one of you a name off of that list, okay? okay? Now, uh, Andrew was talking earlier about the Nuggets, and not a lot of hope for an NBA championship. 
hasn't happened yet, as we all know. However, there have been quite a few Nuggets players who have gone on to win an NBA championship or had won one previously in their career. So that is the list. Okay. And uh, we're going to start off with one of you. I'm going to pick randomly in a second, but you're going to name one. And then uh, each correct answer is worth a point. If you get one wrong or you can't name one, you're out for this round, but you can come back in round two. A player that either has won an NBA championship before coming to the Nuggets? Or since. Or after they left or the Nuggets. Or after they left the Nuggets. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to start with Jeff. Oh, great. And the we're going to go. pitching his thing. <laughs> you know what? Going first is an advantage. And then we're going to go with you first, then to Andrew, then to Nate, because Nate has a home court advantage here in the CSG studio. So, again. Wouldn't home court a, advantage give me the first pick? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the right. the right. palatial studio. <laughs> palatial studio. So, all right. So, do you understand the, the list here? These are Nuggets who have won an NBA championship either before or after they played for the Nuggets. And all they had to do was play one game for the Nuggets. I understand. Okay. So, uh, go ahead. Chauncey Billups. That is correct. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> now watch me fumble around to keep track of all this. So now we're on to uh, Feinstein. Yeah. Oh, no, for those who are listening, I know his name is Ross. I am just joking. He's just calling me. Yeah, last time I will take uh, on the show. What I call you, Jake or something? It's a great question because there aren't that many of them. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I was astonished at how many there were. Well, yeah, there's probably more than you realize. Yeah. Yeah, um, but um, I'll take James Posey. I believe that is correct. Oh, I, know, yeah. I know it's correct. He's on here somewhere. Yes, he won it for the with the Celtics and the Heat and the Heat. Yep. All right, there's Chauncey, and then. Uh, yeah, Chauncey Billups, of course, 2004 with the Pistons. Mm-hmm. And then James Posey, yes, 2006 with the Heat and 2008 with the Celtics. He played for the Nuggets from 99 to 2002. All right, Nate, Nate Timmons. I'm going to go with uh, Brian Williams. Mm. That is correct. Yes. Or, otherwise known as Bison Daly, may he rest in peace. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Oh, wait, who, where, where did he where did he The Bulls. With the Bulls, Bulls in 97. Right. Nuggets. I, I knew he did, but I forgot it was the Bulls. He was with the Nuggets from 93 to 95. Yes. I, I heard once that he was a little nuts and walked home from Salt Lake City to Denver after a game. I wouldn't be surprised. Walked home. He wasn't uh, put together very well, but right, may he rest in peace. <laughs> All right. So we keep Quit going. stalling, Jeff. Back to Jeff. Oh, yeah, yeah. We go until, uh, I'm until guessing, we'll see. Until two people miss. Okay. This is uh, good. There's some good names on here. And there are names you probably had no idea even played for the Nuggets. I have like one other go-to one, and then I'm toast after that. <laughs> I think. You have a time limit on this. I hope. No, no, no. Don't worry. I mean, eventually. I guess if it, you just sit there in silence for 20 minutes, you know, Hopefully I'll edit it out. out but <laughs> Andrew will be asleep. <laughs> he did mention. I'm, th- I'm thinking right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. know who I'm not going to say, and it's not going to be Orlando Woolridge. That's interesting. I wouldn't say uh, Michael Jordan either. No. That wouldn't be correct. Although Woolridge was the leading scorer of the 1991 Denver Nuggets. You don't get any bonus points for that, Jeff. Damn. 
And if you want to pick a player that happened to play for the ABA Rockets, Denver Rockets, I would accept that too. Wow. Wish I had Thirsty here to help me out with that. Uh, Ralph Simpson? Let me check. We're getting a no from Andrew on this one. I do believe that don't is. Don't look at him. I do believe that is no. No, no. Don't I look at Andrew. Do believe, and write it no, no, as a yes. As my notes here, <laughs> I do believe that's no. Now, I did go through every single player that has ever played for the Nuggets or the Rockets, and if there was a few that I couldn't find information on, like one Ralph Simpson, but I'm guessing he had a Wikipedia page. So, Let's just say yes, and we will ignore Andy. All right. <laughs> wrong. One point for Jeff. All right, Andy, what do you got? Andy, who, who are you thinking here? Scott Hastings. That is correct. Oh, yeah, Detroit Damn bad it, boy. I should have known that. Scott he Hastings played for the Nuggets from playing with the Nuggets. He played for the Nuggets from 91 to 93, but uh, one in 90 with the Hastings. One in 90 Pistons. with the Pistons. Two points for Andrew. Our Over man, here to Nate Timmons. Kenny the Jet Smith. That's correct. Oh, I forgot Boom. Kenny Smith was on the two, two times. With the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets. <gasps> I got one. And he played with the well, Nuggets in 1997. I'm Damn sorry. it. Jeff, you're out. <laughs> it's one I should have said. You're, if it's correct, you're right. You should have said it. Sorry. You'll get the opportunity if they don't get it and we run out. You can say it for just the fun. Do I get a point if I give one of these guys the answer? No. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Mark Randall. Holy smokes. I think that's correct. Oh, who did he win one with? The Bulls. Wait, wait, wait. Where is he? I remember that dude. With the Bulls just collecting stiffs, was, was he on the team or was he doing something? No, nineteen ninety one. He was the he was the he was on the bench. Ah. Where is he? Or as Nate Timmons called him, the Denver Nuggets utility guy. Yeah, the utility man at the <laughs> for sure. Oh my goodness, I can't find him on here. I I'm, know he won one. With the I Bulls. must have thought of him uh, somewhere else. Want me to Google it over here? Real here, fast? I'll Google it. Okay. I don't want you to see accident. Maybe I'm wrong, one. but I could have sworn he won one with the Bulls. Uh, I looked I think him he has up a today for. Uh... I think I'm another Bulls player, and I can't. Oh, I've, I've got a player. There's going to be one that you guys are going to absolutely kick yourself over. If you <laughs> I know we are. I mean, at least one, but. Okay, oh, so it looks like he played for the Denver Nuggets from 93 to 94. And uh, he was in the Bulls on ninety one, wasn't he? And uh, it was on the Bulls in ninety one. There you go. He won it. Unless he was cut before. Yeah, right. A Belichick move. <laughs> Can you believe it doesn't say in his Wikipedia page that he won the freaking world the NBA championship? Well, oh wait, 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 wait. This is weird. How could he win? A, Just tell me when he was on the Bulls. That's all you need to tell me. It okay. said that he played, but I do believe that he played in the, uh, perhaps in the fall of '91, and not during the championship. Well, if he didn't win, he didn't win. I don't think he won, it, buddy. You don't get a ring no. if you're on the team at any point. Um, this was he won the, the the Bulls won in '91, but then he didn't win it in '92. So he must have had a short stint with the Bulls. 
in the beginning of 91, but then... Yeah. Now, if Nate can't answer one, do I get another shot? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if okay. you can't answer, then... Uh, and you guys are tied at two. I think that makes sense. Okay. I already thought of that previously, I guess. I'd like to extend an objection. <laughs> I think I should get another shot. I'm no, because of, I got one after you I didn't thought, get I one. thought of two. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Noted. Right, I think I got one for the winner. Overruled. I'm going to go with, uh, with Cliff Livingston. Wow. That's a good one. With well, the Chicago Bulls. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 That is correct. Cliff Livingston, 91 and 92 with the Ooh, Bulls. Look at Nate. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he played for the Nuggets from 94 to 95. Nate, one round one. Now, uh, what was yours, Jeff? Consolation. Well, Avery Johnson. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Avery. I was going to say Vernon Maxwell. And I, I had Cliff Livingston. So, yeah. uh, Vernon Maxwell, I do not believe, is on here. What about Steve Blake? Yes. Steve Blake is on uh, here. Oh, yeah. Was Demar Johnson on there? Uh, wait. Uh, was he after the Spurs? Did Nick Van Axel Gravy train on one of those Spurs he teams? He did not. I looked him up because I thought he right. did, but he did not. You okay, know, I, got, I got another one for you. Bobby Jones. Yep. Absolutely. That's the uh, that's the Rockets one. Bobby Jones. That's an old one. All right, yeah. so I shouldn't have said Mark. Now, what about Corey Brewer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Corey oh, Brewer. Right current Who else is on that list that we missed? All right. So he, I'll just read him through here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who this uh, Menke Batir. Menke yeah. Batir on the okay. Spurs. Yeah. Tom Boswell. I would never guess. Uh, Devin Brown. Never would have guessed. Yeah, now, yeah. Uh, I was gonna. I wasn't sure if I was gonna allow this one if you guys said it because it was his coach, but Larry Brown. Mm. Uh, but um, that, if that would have come up, we would have seen uh, Michael Doliak. I would uh, never guess. Francisco Elson. Michael Doliak was with the Heat probably when he won his title. Uh, Michael Doliak won with the Heat. Yes. Yeah. And he had played twenty six games with the Nuggets in two thousand four. Francisco's got a title with the Spurs. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, Isaiah Ryder. Oh. However, what championship team was he, he on? Was on Lakers. The, uh, but he did not play. He was released or cut or whatever. Well, then why is Ma- the Mark Randall shouldn't count? Uh, Isaiah Ryder was given uh, credit. Really? Yes. But Mark Randall was not. Um, no. Mark Randall didn't play during the. No, he did not. He left the team okay. before. So we're if saying you can, Mark if you can, Randall uh, was not good find, enough to actually be listed and credited. On well, the Isaiah team Ryder wasn't cut, but right before, at the end of the season, right before the playoffs started, they removed him from the active roster, I guess, and started somebody else. So he played. So he was still much on the, the team, season. but he was, he was just on the team, perhaps. But Whereas inactive. Mark Randall may not have even been in a suit under yeah. the bench. Right. Uh, Isaiah Ryder, uh, Paul Silas. Silas. Paul Silas, Silas yeah. Correct. The Celtics. Is that where you got his title? Uh, with the Celtics, and he won three. I should have pulled my Bobby Jones card 74, earlier. 76. I was saving that in my back pocket. And then Paul Silas also won with the Sonics in 79. Oh, yeah. Kevin Willis. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Dave Greenwood. Really? Dave uh, won in the, with the Pistons in 90. Yeah, he gravy trained on that team. Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham won Hamm. a ring? And, yes, in 2004 with the Pistons in he was drafted oh, yeah, he was by the a bench guy for the Pistons. No, Bernie Bakersup drafted Darvin Ham because he broke a backboard. <laughs> it was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> yeah. Which was that how, the send it in Dr- Darvin? No, no, that was send it in Jerome. I'm thinking of a different guy. That's, isn't that uh, – wasn't that – didn't Jerome Lane also uh, break a yeah. backboard? Yes, that was it. Send it in Jerome. <laughs> that uh, yeah, that was, yeah. Right, that was uh, a Babcock draft choice. All right, so Spencer Hayward. Um, uh, we'll run through these. Carl Herrera, you said Bobby Jones. Tom Lagarde. One with Sonics in 79. Tracy Murray with the Rockets in wow. 95. Charlie Scott with the Celtics in 76. John wow. Trapp, 1972 Lakers, played for the Denver Rockets. And uh, Daryl Walker. Daryl um, Walker. The Skywalker? He no, 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 no. The Skywalker was Kenny Walker. Daryl Walker, Walker was a defensive guard who ended up being head coach of the Raptors. Yep. Wow. 
Well, All right. So. Round one. That was a good is, one. Uh, I like that one, Ross. Nate Timmons. Um, and uh, with three points, Andrew two, Jeff one. All right, cool. So round two. Okay. All right. So these are going to be worth five points a piece. Okay. There's there's five questions, and you guys. So mine like a lead right now. Yeah, three you're to... in a lead. So okay. you're going to start out with the easiest question. Nice. Um, and then Jeff's going to get the hardest question. Oh, great, perfect. And uh, and you're going to get the 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 medium question. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Medium is the word. Us. Yeah, you're a writer. Can I get an easier question? Now? So, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out the labyrinth that I use to get to this studio. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Well, it's hard. Yeah. Parking in it's rough. It's rough. Good luck getting out of here. By the way, how much time do you guys have? It's Let's go. We can keep going with this. All right. Yeah. All, right. All right. So we're going to start uh, off here uh, with the easiest question as I perceive them in round two with Nate. All right. Kind of a, kind of a few tragic questions in here. Be honest. All right, I'll get it right. Um, this one, uh, all right, Nate Timmons. Two Nuggets have been murdered after their career with the team. Name them. Bison Daly is one. That's correct. Supposedly by his brother. Two of them. Maybe this is harder than I thought. I thought this would be easy. <laughs> he... Another Nugget. Hold on. I don't know if I know it. I mean, he's an obscure player, but I thought it was pretty big news. Obscure from happened. what era? Late seventies. Oh. Well, he's still alive. Yep. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> Did you say? I guess he's still alive. Yeah, I was thinking of a couple guys. <laughs> the seventies are some drug problems, but I guess I would be murdered. Um, man, I have no idea. Okay, so uh, any guesses? How here? is this the easiest I guess, question? I thought it was easy because I remember this. <laughs> give me, being... give me, give me a hint like, that doesn't give it away. All right. Did he, like uh, for example, did he play into the eighties? He, he played play? with the Nuggets from seventy-seven to seventy-nine. Oh, and uh, it's so obscure. Okay, but I remember this is like what nine, position? He was killed in uh, ninety-seven. This was a pretty big news story. Really? What position? Oh, I kind of remember. Uh, here, let me look it up. I kind of remember this being discussed somewhat recently. Maybe something. Is this Glenn Godzurek? No. Why was he murdered? No. I could have fight too. <laughs> if it is, then yes. <laughs> I was sitting next to him in a game last night. <laughs> can I just name players who made it? All right. So the answer is Anthony Roberts. I have no idea. No idea. That's actually a, that's a really hard question. You Outside could ask, you could ask a thousand Nuggets question, fans that question. You go over a thousand. Well, you get two. I and like half. it. That's all right, man. That's so cool. If it's if it's hard, it may be easy for me. Well, we had we had Hawkman on. He was he killed complained at age... of the easiness of the question. That's so true. Yeah, Ross has dug deeper. Well, I'm into scared his... now because if that was the easy one, <laughs> he was shot outside of his apartment complex in '97 at the age of 42. Never even heard of the guy. You know what? That really wasn't the easiest one. I'll just put it that way. All right, Jeff. No, no, no. Excuse me, Andrew. This is a good one. This is a... Uh, there's basically uh, a setup here. It's a six-part question. <laughs> so, all right, here's the setup here. On December 13th of 1983, the Nuggets played in the highest-scoring game in NBA history mm -hmm. against the Detroit Pistons. Yes, they did. Now, that was, and still is, a record. Mm -hmm. Now... During that game, there was another record set, and it was the 
only game in NBA history where four players scored 40 or more points. Right. Name those players. I think it was Isaiah Thomas, Kelly Trapuca, Alex English, and Kiki Vandeweghe. Three out of four. Okay. Um, do, I okay. Get a mul- do I get, get a mulligan? You get Marshall. Do partial I get a mulligan? Points. You get partial points. It's definitely Trapuca and Isaiah. It was no. You're right. Oh, oh, really? It wasn't one of those. Okay. It was. Uh, do you want me to tell you what you got right? Yeah. Kiki Vandeweghe, fifty-one points. Alex English, forty-seven points. Isaiah Thomas, forty-seven points. And the fourth guy. Hang on. Not Kelly Chapuka. Not Kelly Chapuka. 83. I, I, I will know. tell you he scored 41 points. Okay. Can you just give me, give me his uh, position? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Can I take a guess at it? Sure. Adrian Dantley. No, because no. Chapuka got traded for Dantley, ah. which is a great story. Adrian Dantley asked Frank Layden if he could miss practice to do a Chevy commercial. And Frank Layden said, sure, Adrian, no problem. And he traded him for Kelly Trapuca like <laughs> the next day. <laughs> oh, Frank Layden. That doesn't come until about 84, 85. He was a 6'5 oh, shooting yeah. guard. 6'5 shooting guard? He played at the University of Detroit. On the Pistons? He was drafted by the Pistons in 1978. Really? From the University of Detroit? I don't know who that is. I, I can't think of it. His name is John Long. John Long. John Long. Okay. You get partial credit. I remember so. John. How many so points did Kelly Chapika score in that game? He had to have a lot. Let's see. A lot. <laughs> and I believe the score was 186 to 184. It was. Uh, I thought it was 186, 183. <laughs> Very prepared. What was it? Uh, didn't write it down. But you're probably close. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Three Who's out of four? asking the questions here anyway? Three out of four. Are you guys impressed at all? Maybe yeah, that's pretty I'm, good, I'm man. I had either. no clue. I would have guessed probably Dan Issel, even though he probably wasn't even on the team. No, he was. No, he was. Yeah. Oh. He was. Well, why wasn't he scoring that night? He probably had 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. You are awarded 3.75 points. Who gets the uh, hardest one? I'm going to Jeff now. Did you guys see Issel at the uh, Clippers? That was an interesting sighting. Well, he does something in Los Angeles now. I don't know what he does, but, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, it's Dan Issel. Yeah. (laughs) Looks really old now. All right, here we go, buddy. Jeff, good luck. Who played basketball for the CSU Rams and football for the Denver Broncos in addition to playing for the Denver Rockets as a 6-2 guard in the 1960s. Is it all right if I cuss? <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever. It's cool. You had to throw a Rams question. I don't know anything about the Rams. <laughs> I was hoping Timmons got this so I could call out his lack of knowledge. <laughs> it's a Buffs question. I'd probably be able to get it. Uh, no, that, they're checking out right now. The answer is Lonnie Wright. I would have never gotten it. Oh, the famous Lonnie Wright. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the uh, household name. As opposed to like Louie Wright. Lonnie Wright. Okay, Mr. Russian Dude, I, I apologize <laughs> for these questions that are being asked. I'm trying my best. Right, so this is round three coming up? Round three and the final round. All right. So What's our point total right now? Wait. 
Oh, yeah, I was going to say, we didn't really have any right quite, but Andy got a, a partial point, credit. A point seven five. I got three out of four. That's not You got 3.75 For a game points. that happened when I was eight years old. <laughs> For, uh, yeah, I thought that was going to be the name people didn't know. So, I predicted that. Killing us. So, uh, don't worry. You have an opportunity to come back here. Because now every answer is going to be worth two points. We have another list. Oh. All right. I and like I have list. some. Uh, I feel like I have a chance with the list. The list is this is a cool one. Now, um, oh, that's not necessarily true. It's not only list. We do have some questions. The third round has a theme. It has to do with the fact that March Madness is coming up, and uh, so I'm going to relate all these questions to uh, the NCAA in some way, and the Nuggets. So, Jeff, you get to go first. Oh boy, this isn't that hard. Okay. These 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 this is good. Okay. All right. Michigan's Fab Five never won a national championship, but that's okay because three of them had the privilege of playing for the Nuggets. Name them. That would be Jalen Rose. Jersey sitting in here. (laughs) That would be Jawan Howard. That's correct. And what was the third one? It wasn't Weber. It was... uh... King. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy King got on the team, I believe, with an open tryout. Yeah, I think 97. I don't think he played long. Good That's job. Right. Yeah. Ray Jackson never played in the NBA, unfortunately. No, I don't think he did. He might have. I don't know. I didn't look that up. No, he didn't. I got you back, Ross. <laughs> he didn't? Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, as usual, unprepared. I do have two questions we didn't get to ask in the previous round that I want to ask now. So we're going to do that. You don't have to tell us that. You can just read the questions, right? Yeah, but they're not related to the NCAA. Okay. So we got, that theme out we got two more questions. Nate Timmons. Here's one. Okay. What former Nuggets radio announcer was one of the 185 survivors of United Flight 232 from Stapleton to O'Hare on July 19th, 1989? Go Jerry Schemmel? That's correct. Yes. I'd like to object. He wrote a book called Chosen to Live about the experience. That was a very easy question. <laughs> that one was easy. Some of these are for the listeners, too. <laughs> that was for two points, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Andrew. Does anybody know how much shipping to the Netherlands is? <laughs> <laughs> More than 30 cents. Oh, another tragic question. What former nugget is now paralyzed after 2008? Dirt bike. Rodney accident. Rogers, don't waste my time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, cocky. <laughs> For the guy who couldn't think of Corey Brewer earlier, you're pretty arrogant. <laughs> All right, cool. We've actually heard Rodney's doing pretty well from what uh, Russ, yeah. Russ informed us about, so that's always good to hear. He is. That's good. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty horrible. All right, guys, so uh, that was round two and a half. So we got uh, the score is now. Let's see here. Some points to other points. Perfect. We'll go to the list. last list. Sounds like I'm winning. All right, so now not all Nuggets have won uh, NBA championships as we talked about earlier, but uh, quite a few of them have won NCAA championships. So here's the new list. We'll start with Andrew. Name a player that has played at least one game for the Nuggets and also won an NCAA 
Division One Men's Basketball Championship. Has played for the Nuggets and also won a championship in the NCAA. Correct. I got to think about who's won championships in the NCAA first. <clears throat> Um, and there's probably so many, and I'm just drawing a total blank. I would have figured there would have been more that won well, NCAA Ty Lawson. Ty Lawson. than won NBA championships. Ty but yeah, Ty Lawson. That's we'll go correct. quick with Carmelo Anthony. That is yeah, correct. That's an obvious. I can't even think of one. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, Randall didn't. They nope. didn't win. They were in the finals, but they didn't win. Jeff is thinking. Right I now. am thinking. For those of you out there in radio land, listening. I'm using all the parts of my brain. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tallying points, so I'm not saying anything. Uh. <laughs> Jeff has now resorted to holding his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> if Looking only I was in position before <laughs> Nate, I would have said Carmelo Anthony. Um, Jeez. You know, there's only like one or two, I think, that are easy... The rest are really hard. So don't feel too bad. I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm done. I can't. I have no idea. All right. Sorry, Russian dude. Is it my turn? Yep. Corey Brewer. <laughs> Again. Oh. Corey Brewer. Back-to-back NCAA titles. Oh, that's right. Florida. That's what I was going to use. Damn it. So the, the, <laughs> I believe the score here is uh, Nate... With uh, 7.5. Uh, Andrew with uh, this 9.5. What? And Jeff has been eliminated <laughs> with three points. <laughs> Jeff. It's that sophomore slump. Gone. <laughs> sophomore slump. I, I, I let the Russian guy down. Oh, man. So uh, he has one question ahead of you. You know what I mean? So yeah. Don't feel too bad. I'm thinking of some players that had really good college teams, but I don't think they won won the title. And some guys that played at some teams where they won the title, but I don't think he was on the team. I think he left before that. And for those listening at home, Nate is thinking out loud. Quick, Jeff, give me a list of who's won college championships over the last 10 years. Go. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, Who gets uh, the shirt if Andrew wins here? Todd from New York. New York is cheaper to ship to than the Netherlands. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Don't throw it, Timmons. I'll chip in. (laughs) 
Oh man, I'm thinking of a guy, but I don't I don't know. No, okay, never mind. He was a Georgetown guy. Georgetown didn't win any titles. Pew, pew, pew. It's amazing how few Nuggets actually won NCAA titles. Maybe that says a lot about the guys we're bringing in. Littered with stiffs. <laughs> Got to grab some guys that have that good college experience. 28 guys won NBA championships before or after the Nuggets. A lot less did that in the NCAA. Like seven? 14. 14. Exactly half. But, again, one of these guys is a coach. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm going to go with Sheldon Williams with Duke. I do not believe that's correct. Did Duke not win a title? Not with Sheldon. A stupid it, Sheldon Williams. Oh. Garbage player. <laughs> hey, George oh, Carl will tell you, no prominent Duke player has ever won an NBA championship. Ah. Sorry, Nate. Man. Hey, what about Shane Battier? Never won an NBA championship. Oh, uh, NBA. Well, he made this year. No, I'm saying no Duke. No Dukey. Dukies have won championships in college, but none of them have won NBA championships. Well, I'm saying maybe, maybe this year. Okay, so I, I get a free shot, right? Andrew, uh, you're the winner. Okay. Um, but, I get a free uh, shot? Can we, I guess one want, more guy? Guess more. Let's do this. Did Dante did Jones win an NCAA championship? He d- he did not. Okay. I looked him up. Give me a couple more names. All right. So uh, let me tell you. I'll give you the team. And did David you, Thompson win an NCAA yes, championship? Yes, he did. Oh, oh man. David Thompson. He did with uh, North Carolina State. Yes, he did. Who did he play on that team went. with? He played on that team with some other. Oh, you know who he played on that team with? Is the guy who played for the Nuggets. Yeah, um, this was our. This was a like guy that wrote in and one let us know year about this. or something. Was Monty Town? Monty Town, yeah. Um, played for the Nuggets actually for half of an ABA season and yep. a, you know a full NBA season. That was the email that we received, Ross. From uh, oh, was that listeners. what it was? Yeah, Monty I was trying Tao. to remember that, and yep. I stumbled upon that today. Um, yeah, that's a good. That's a little good piece of trivia. All right, some other guys here. Uh, Maryland. Who's the guy from Maryland? Steve Blake. Yep. Um, Larry Brown is a coach. Doesn't really count. Raymond Felton. Ron Mercer. Oh, I thought you were giving us a college team. Ron Mercer is a well, I'm just going to run through it here. You guys want you guys want more yeah. college teams? Okay. All right, Michigan in 89. Well, hang on. I'll tell you exactly who. Terry Mills. That's correct. Terry Mills. Terry Mills. Uh, 1979, Michigan State. Hold on. Charlie Scott. No, no, um, not Charlie Scott. Um, uh, 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 hang on, hang on. Uh, um, uh, Magic Johnson. No, 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 no. <laughs> I wrote a little note here that said with, with magic. Greg Foster? Nope. Who was it? He played with the Nuggets from 1987 to 1989. Oh. 87 to 89. Oh, Jay Vincent. The Craig guy just Vincent. went to jail. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to try to look up all the guys that went to jail <laughs> at some point, and I, it would have taken me right. a month. Oh, that's right. Well, Jay Vincent. <laughs> hey, give me another team, and I'll tell you who the Nuggets 1984 was. Georgetown. Reggie Williams? God, I was going to guess that. I didn't think you won a title there. 1995, UCLA. Played for the Nuggets from 97 to 98. Zedek. Correct. Oh, yeah. Indiana, 1987. Played with the Nuggets from 97 to 98 as well. Sorry, say that again? 1987, Indiana. 1987 at Indiana? Who's on that team? That was Steve Alford's team, right? So It was Keith Smart. Keith Smart. None of those guys made the NBA. Yeah, we don't know. Who was that? Uh, what did I say? Oh, Dean Garrett. Oh, I oh Dean Garrett, yeah. We said Monty Town. Now, the last one, as far as the research I did, 1976, Indiana, played from 77 to 80 with the Nugs. 
Sorry, which team? Indiana in '76. Okay, that was like that was, that was the Ken Benson team. Yeah, but he wasn't a Nugget. Man, no clue. No Three. clue. Yeah, tough with Bob Wilkerson. I would never. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Good job, buddy. Good job. So, yeah, that, congratulations. I'd be embarrassed if I didn't win only because I'm older than these two. Tim, I should know more. Uh, that so. year, 0 for 2 on the Stiffs Challenge in here in the CSU 0 for 2 on the Stiffs Challenge and 0 for 3 on uh, all NBA-related oh, challenges. Are you really? Lost oh, yeah, to Hawkman as well. Yeah. It's all right, buddy. It's, it's okay to lose to Hooch. Yeah, so uh, Todd, what to Dodd – wait, what to Dodd think? What to DD thinks. What to DD thinks? All right. Todd – you're getting the Mozgov malicious stuff, so we'll reach out to you, and uh, we'll get your information. And uh, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, before we get out of here, though, uh, Andrew, where uh, you got a Twitter or any place you want people to find you that way? I'm easy. I'm just a Denver Stiffs. My handle oh, that's is Denver right. Stiffs. That's yeah. right. We all, all three of us actually kind of share it, and then I do post some other stuff on there as well. Cool. So, uh, Jeff? My Twitter is at jmorton78. Beautiful. We know about you, Timmons. Yeah. Great. Guys, thanks for coming in. This thanks for really having fun. us. This was really fun. And uh, Thank you. so what we'll do here is we'll get out of here. Before we do, it's episode 28, Timmons. Who should we dedicate this to? How about, how about Todd that has on his Twitter page, Colorado, Australia, Cornell, New York City, Brooklyn. Wow. Maybe he's one of those, uh, those post-Knicks trades Nuggets fans that we got. Fantastic. Let's do it. Todd, this one's going out to you guys. We'll see you all next week. By the way, we did have a top five plan this week, but we are uh, postponing that, obviously. So, Rich from Rifle, don't worry. We'll get your top five list out next week. Top five uh, failed trash talks or something right Yes, now. top five failed trash talks. And, uh, Todd, we'll get you that shirt. We'll contact you here in a minute, everybody. We'll see you guys next week.